every dream about her She rings my bell Got gym class in half an hour Oh, how she rocks In kids and tube socks But she doesn't know who I am And she doesn't give a damn about me Cause I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby I'm just a teenage So I have this bag, baby. This is a hard copy oh. of of Springfield Confidential. It's a okay. book by Mike Weiss, who has written for The Simpsons since it started being a show. Um, and the reason I have a hard copy of it is because I'm listening to it on Audible. As, oh, are, are there pictures? Well, I, not that I know of, but there are parts of it that are... Well, there are pictures. What do you know? There are some pictures in here. <laughs> um, but I got a copy of it because uh, Jeff Johnson at 103.3 got a copy of it, but he already had a hard copy from the original release. And he was like, hey, man, you want to copy this book? I think you'd like it. I'd be like, I would like it. I'm listening to it right now. On the Audibles. Well, you got the, the Audibles. Uh, I like the Audibles. I'm listening to some Audibles right now. I'm pretty much always listening to one Audible or another. But yes. Yeah, I've got a backlog Audible. <laughs> to catch up on. People are texting me, and my phone is making noises. Um, yeah, I have like seven credits, partially because you know I'm not going through the books as fast as I should, but partially because they have that daily deal thing. So I've got the subscription, which is two credits a month. Well, mm -hmm. for you know the platinum level, <laughs> and for like every day they also email you and like, hey, our daily deal is like. Three, somewhere between like three and six bucks and sometimes it's something really good and you know it takes the same amount of time to listen to a 15 hour book whether it whether you paid you know three dollars for it or a full credit which is like 11 or 12 dollars so it takes you know the same amount of time to get through those books and so like i've got like a bunch of credits that i haven't gone through yet yeah the problem is i discovered overdrive with the library and that's uh, just a ton of free books yeah and so if they're like hey you should try this book i'd be like hold on I go over to Overdrive and I'm like, yeah, I should. <laughs> and then Audible started giving away the for the club for your if you're a member. Every so the, month the they Audible have, Originals, the the free things. Yeah, the Audible Originals, which yeah, it's too unique. It's it's a like, pretty good deal. It's a yeah, it's, it is. <clears throat> I listened to um, one that was read by Zachary Kinto. Oh, the uh, the one where he kills people and they're okay with it. Yeah. It's like this weird future where uh, if you are murdered, you come back to life like you just reappear in your bed. Right. But if you die, if like it's not a murder, causes. yeah, yeah, then you're dead forever. Right. And so they have these guys that, like in in like in a surgery room, they'll have this guy there, and if it looks like you're going to die, then they shoot you in the head. Yeah. So that you so come you, back. Yeah. But if, if so, it was a mystery based around that. Um, it reminded me a little bit of um, uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. And then it was a murder mystery in a place where people don't really die. Yeah. Um, and so you had this really rich guy trying to figure out why this person was dead. Yeah. Dead, dead. Dead. dead, dead anyway, dead. Is, uh, hey, James. Hey, Nick. Hey, James. Nick. 
James. Nick. Welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm James Brown. I'm Nick Moore. You're listening to Dork episode 209. Um, hey. Okay. Hey. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Getting from there to here. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot has happened since we last spoke. Uh, this which is, is very, why, why very we haven't true. spoken in a yes. while. Um, but so, what are We're, some of the things that that the people have missed out on, James? Well, I mean, I think I don't think anybody has missed out on Avengers Endgame happening. I think everybody caught wind that at least that it, it had occurred. <laughs> yeah, I think at this released. point. Say we're probably going to be talking Avengers Endgame. We'll let you know when spoilers are coming. But ah, come on, At this point we're going to we're going to drop them all through the episode. Yeah, I mean, if we talk about the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, then we're going to talk about spoilers for Endgame. Yep, that's yet another thing that happened. Uh, what what something else happened, James? Um, there was another trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters, which is coming out at the end of May. Oh God damn, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you got married. I did. I got. I say, I got another piece of jewelry. I'm wearing a, a silver ring on my left ring finger. And then a pain in the ass. It's it's a it's it's going to take an, some adjusting. Yes. Yeah, dude. I got one of those tungsten carbide motherfuckers. I was like, it's indestructible, ha ha, and also inexpensive, because Lee Michaels wanted to sell me one for like four hundred dollars, and Carol found it on Amazon. Exact same ring. It's tungsten carbide. Like it's. There's no better tungsten carbide. Uh, she found it for like 40 bucks on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, get that. Why the fuck would I get an expensive one? If, if I lose it, gone. What? it's the same goddamn thing. Exactly. Uh, put it on, and it took about a month for my left hand to get used to it. Now my yeah. hand's all distorted and mangled after 12 years of marriage <laughs> uh, to fit Is the ring. The marriage did that? <laughs> well, the ring did it. Exactly. But yes, you had a lovely wedding. I did. You were there. I was there. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Richard <laughs> Lewis was there. Richard, yes, Richard Lewis was there. I met his sister. Gotta say, got a little bit of crush on his sister. Oh. It got worse. Like, she talked to me, and I was just like, oh, God, that's a fantastic accent. <laughs> and she just had that, like, yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, hi. I was like, oh, hi. God damn, <laughs> I gotta go outside. Are you mocking me, sir? Hello. I am, I am, I am Nick. <laughs> hi, hi. Uh, uh, crawfish gotta go um but yeah it was a fun yeah. wedding i spent about four hours with sophie and jane and richard uh and chris hines who was our officiant uh the day after because we were like dealing with all the leftovers from the crawfish and like we had the crawfish tails that we like i peel i peeled for probably 90 minutes straight just nothing but peel 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 eat peel peel um and then, um, you know, like the other, like the corn and the um, mushrooms and all that other stuff. And then we made like a crawfish boil soup, which is was, always uh, good. Very nice for the next five lunches. Yeah, dude, you uh, tossed they, y'all tossed <laughs> in uh, Brussels sprouts, which I'd never had oh, yeah. before. Brussels uh, sprouts and pineapple. One of them exploded all over my vest. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I got. That. I got. Dry. It's not your fault, man. Damn it. I shouldn't have dressed so fancy. No, I, would, I, I would take the responsibility, but not the blame. You got it dry cleaned? I had it dry cleaned. Oh. Um, but that was good because I I needed to know how much it is to dry clean a vest, and now I do. 
the little Brussels sprouts were fantastic. Pineapple was great. At one point, somebody brought out fish, like whole yes. fish. Our friend Kendall just brought fish just randomly. He was like, I'm going to bring some fish. Like, okay. And he did. And he just sat it on the table. And I was like, oh, is there like perhaps tongs or something? He's like, nah, just grab it. Just rip a piece off. Just Which I did, um, much like Huckleberry Finn, just ate chunks of fish. And you know what? Didn't care. It was delicious. It was good. I had I had a chunk of fish. Um, you also had a vegetarian option. You had red beans and yes. rice, uh, which was okay. It was way better when I took the sausage from the crawfish boil and put it in there. <laughs> that kicked it up a notch. That made for some really good red beans and rice. Well, not everybody. I mean, we we had an international um, invitation list, so we knew not everybody would dig on like digging into the crawfish. Well, I waited. Like I waited until, and I was sure it was cool. Like everybody had some because Jane was very specific. She's like, if you can't, if you're not vegetarian, eat crawfish. Don't eat the red beans and rice. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna get some of that. That's <laughs> awesome. No, I mean that's fair play to you. You know, you you let people get you get uh, the rule is you let everybody get a chance to get first before you get seconds, right? In general, so yeah. Yeah, just like if you if you're if you're not on the prime list for that, just pretend like you're getting seconds, and it's you know it's the same rule. Well, my sure diet, everybody got a chance. My diet is slowly becoming like about about fifty percent vegetarian. In that, and like the, I try and like like half the meals I eat are pescatarian or better. <laughs> I like it better. Like yeah, because there's a lot of like I found there's a lot of meals that I make myself, like I'll do like a power bowl for lunch sometimes where I'll, it'll be spinach and hummus and olives and feta cheese. Um, and it just, it's like a big little protein bomb. Sometimes I put, uh, salmon in it. Sometimes I put grilled chicken. Sometimes I just have it straight depending on my mood. Um, I think with a gun to my head, I could probably be vegetarian. Burger King is now testing that incredible burger, which, um, I'm going to totally try where it's a vegetarian burger, but you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that. I've also heard that they, all the like additives and stuff they had to put into it to make it taste like it tastes like meat. It's like, if you're being vegetarian for health reasons, it kind of defeats the purpose. If you're being a, a vegetarian for like, Oh, it's, you know, not ethical to like, kill animals in the, or, or at least like, you know, to factory farm them in the destructive way that we do it. It causes pain and damages the environment. That's understandable. You know, either so, way, but if you're doing I, it, it's like, Oh, it's healthy. Then like, no, no. The way I see it is if you can do fast food that's just as unhealthy but less destructive to the environment, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like it's not a great burger. The Whoppers, I mean, the Whoppers a decent fast meal, right? But nobody goes in there going, ah, yes, I'm going to have a healthy lunch. I'm going to have a Whopper. Exactly. But if you can have that exact same meal without the massive footprint on the environment, I'm fine with it. If I can't tell the difference, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not like, oh, I must have beef. If the protein equivalent is, it's the same, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And that seems, believe it or not, that seems to be the general consensus because the markets where they've introduced these things, sales have exploded. Yeah. Like people are buying them. They're like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And they're like, no, this is just as good. I, yeah, whatever. So I'm all for that. If that's the transition we have to make as a planet, I'm in. I will still have a steak every now and then. But steaks won't, you know, beef won't be as big a commodity. And I exactly. think that's, that's the push we should go for. We're never going to get rid of it because, God damn, a bacon cheeseburger is good. 
pork chops are good. But, yeah, but what about dog? You consider a dog a filthy animal? I've never eaten dog. Yeah, but do you consider it a dirty, filthy animal? Dogs. <laughs> Dogs eat shit, but they got personality. Personality goes a long way. So by your reckoning, that, that pig on Green Acres would not be filthy. I forgot how that ends up. Honor on Green if Acres. A rocket, if a pig had, a fil- had a personality, it would cease being a filthy animal. Yeah, but you want to charm a motherfucking pig. It'd be <laughs> ten times as charming as that Arnold on Green Acres. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, but I, I'm all for it. Um, so there's that. Um, I've cut back my alcohol intake over the past couple of weeks. Ooh. I've supplemented it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but because because I'm not drinking like this, that's tens of thousands of calories out of my diet, right? Right. Um, and all that sugar is not good for me. Like you know, just trying to uh, trying different things. So the problem with that is, so after two weeks of not really drinking. Uh, I went to the theater Saturday uh, to see a show. Yeah. And so I wasn't bartending, but the bartender was there. And she's like, oh, hey, Nick. I got a, I got a Chardonnay. I had my to-go cup. She, like, filled me up because I never drink there at the bar. She's like, hey, here you go. But I went in thinking I'm not paying $7 for a one ounce of bourbon and a bourbon and Coke. But I'll pay 7 bucks for, like, a little half pint of bourbon. And, I, you know, I'll just bring that in with me, and I'll just sneak that. You know, so I had two of her pours of, of wine, which is equivalent of like a bottle of wine and then a half a pint of bourbon. And so by the end of it, I was drunk because I have no tolerance anymore. It's gone. Yeah, that's what happened. No. Yeah. So at the end of the play, I was into it. Uh, and uh, one of the characters is talking about how he's not going to go back to uh, his homeland. Because uh, it's awful. And I apparently, I don't remember doing this. Carol reminded me. Uh, I apparently went, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, which they don't encourage in live theater. No. No, they, they don't encourage many shouting outs of yeah. any sort. So I'm having to, it's an adjustment, James, is what I'm saying. Mm. I've lost my superpowers. So I've, I'm a mortal man. Yeah, well, most of us are. But some people that aren't mortal men, but are kind of mortal, I don't know. The Avengers? The Avengers. You saw that, huh? Yes. According to Jane, I've seen it once. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so here come the spoilers. Uh, What'd you think, James? I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were a few things where I was like, this could have been better. There were a few things where I was like, I did not expect that, and that is awesome. So, um, two thumbs way up. Yeah, I had a good time. I knew, watching it, I knew going to work on Monday, there were going to be people with gripes. Um, yeah. But, eh. Like, I, I, I was happy with what they did with it. Um like one of the p- things I heard people complain about is Fat Thor. I thought Fat Thor was great. I thought that was fine. It was, I mean, it's realistic because it's five years. You know, you you realize you made a decision where if you'd done it differently, a lot of things would have been different. Like if you'd gone for the head initially. Mm-hmm. 
not he, you know, Thanos wouldn't have done the snap. Trillions of people wouldn't have disappeared from existence. You've been living in a little uh, Norse coastline, drinking stout every day for five years. You're going to get a gut. Yeah. Especially if you're just drinking stout and not like flying around doing Thor things. You're just like, I'm just going to sit here and play video games with, you know, Korg and Meek. <laughs> Which was fucking great. But, but the important thing was he was still worthy. End of the day, he's big yeah. and fat and depressed, but he was still worthy. He was still worthy. Was the hammer great. came to him. And his mom was like, you're a good boy. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Watching him dual wield was great. Yeah. Hammer and axe, hammer and axe, boom, boom. Um, which And he hopped in with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of that, which, and he's got both, he's got Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Which, no. What? Not the end, because uh, Captain America took Mjolnir back in time to replace it when he was taking the, the Infinity Stones back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had it with him. Well, I was like, this totally sets up Beta Ray Bill. It would, yeah. I'm, I was, thinking, I mean, I was thinking about Beta Ray Bill, you know, several times during the last few mo Marvel movies. <clears throat> well, mainly Thor Ragnarok and you know Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. But I mean, shit's got to catch up. Something's going to happen. Something. I mean, we saw. I mean, we saw. You know, what looked like Beta Ray Bill, like an image of him, like on the uh, the Grandmaster Tower yeah. on Sakaar. Yeah. 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 So fingers crossed. Um, so this is this is the question. In Age of Ultron, was Captain America faking because he didn't want to hurt Thor's feelings? Or was he not quite worthy? I mean, what has he done to become more worthy? So at the time, and this was the argument the writers had, they, at the time, he knew that Bucky killed Tony's parents. Oh, so, so he, he wasn't holding that quite secret there. in was making him a little bit less worthy. Yeah, but it's also totally a Captain America thing to be like, "Oh shit, I can lift this. That's gonna break his heart." Like, so <laughs> that's that's what Carol believed. Carol was like, "No, I think he could have totally done it, but he realized, you know, that's that's Thor's thing. I can't can't do that." Yeah. Um. But then, so, Thor, but then in Endgame, Thor has two things. So he's like, "I can I can take Thor's thing because he has two things." Yeah. Yeah, and that was fucking fantastic, by the way. Uh, oh, I shouted in the theater. I was like, "Yeah!" Like that was like the one one thing that I was like, I did not expect this. I was hoping, you know, I kind of hoped for it at some point later on, but then I or early on, and I forgot about it. And then so when it happened, I was just like, "Yeah!" <laughs> you just see him standing there, and he's ready to whoop ass. And then all the portals open up, and you're just like, "Fuck! Let's do this!" <laughs> fucking do this oh yeah when Sam was like on your left yeah uh -huh. awesome and but ending, yeah I'm also glad the they... fact that Captain America was like willing to take on all of Thanos' army like by himself he was like you know I can do this all day kind of thing I got this shit look at it I'm Captain America plus Thor yeah let's go bitch and then like everybody showed up and it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. nah, now you're fucked. You're F'd in your A. <laughs> you guys are so screwed. Yeah. That wasn't marvelous. No, um, no pun intended. No pun intended. Um, I was, 
I was a little bit disappointed with Thor's not Thor, uh, Hulk's um, character in this, like that we didn't see the resolution of you know how like Hulk went from like the last time we saw him, he was getting his ass kicked by Thanos, mm-hmm. and then like you know Banner was all like, "We gotta have a talk," and then like we just missed the talk. I mean, the next thing we see is like Professor Hulk, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Great Hulk, dude, I loved it. Yeah. Well, I, I, love, I love the way the character wound up. I just hate that we missed the journey to get him there. Yeah, but it'd need a movie to do it honest, you know, do it right. Like the whole him, you know, dealing with himself and all that shit, this whole journey. Yeah, him dealing with all his like feelings and frustrations and Hulk being a big baby about everything. Um, yeah. I mean, I did but, miss some, the smashing would have been nice, but whatever. Yeah, a little bit more smashing. Whatever. I mean, uh, it was it was a satisfying conclusion. Um, not broken up about Black Widow. Like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I I, I mean, obviously, like one of them when you're like, oh, they have to go get the Soul Stone. I was like, okay, one of them's going to die. I didn't realize how strong an opinion I had about that until that scene. Like, which one I would prefer to be dead. Yeah. Yeah, because when Hawkeye was like, you know, doing his jump, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. And I was like, Yeah, fucking Hawkeye, die, motherfucker. And then Black Widow was like, Choo choo. It wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, Oh, she's she's had his ass like through the whole series. I understand that. I just didn't realize she was, that was not gonna, gonna let it happen. Yeah, I didn't realize I was gonna be disappointed because I was just like, eh. And she's she's better at what she does, which is why she was able to be the one to outsmart him and finally be the one to. Do the sacrifice. Like, I don't know, man. She had to. Like, she's been searching for this ultimate purpose, and she's always kind of been, like, like she she was created, she was turned into this weapon and, like, used and abused and broken and become this shell. And, like, if anyone needed, you know, that kind if anyone of needed soul, it was yeah. her. This is true. I just didn't realize, like, how, like I said, like, you know, like I knew even like things that I know are coming. Like you know that, you know, Tony Stark's not gonna be around anymore. And, you know, you know that like you're gonna have opinions about it. It's still like you still when that time comes, you still have those opinions, even if you're expected to have them. Yeah, Tony, I wasn't eh. I was like, it it's his time. I didn't know how they were gonna kill him. I knew he wasn't gonna make it. But Yeah. Like it, it well, worked. Yeah, and you know, like Captain America technically, I mean he's not going to be living long after this, but and he had a good resolution for his. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good reason why you're not going to see Captain America's character around anymore. They owed him. Yeah. They owed him that shit. They owed the shit out of it for him. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, <laughs> all in all, happy with it. But yeah, that was satisfying. That was that was good. Um, I did like the line, you know, I am Iron Man. It's like, I am inevitable. And I am Iron Man. Like bring it all back. Mm-hmm. Look at my glove; it's better than yours. <laughs> I wonder how significant a thing it is that when Thanos made the gauntlet, it was a left-handed gauntlet, and then like when the good guys made a gauntlet, it was a right-handed gauntlet. Mm. They're on the side. Of, they're on the side of right, and he's on the sinister side. It's it's just easier to pickpocket somebody with your right hand. It, it is. Tink tink tink. <laughs> um no. 
but yeah, I think uh, it's good resolution, good end for the uh, this huge chapter of Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, twenty two movies, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, and the next one we've got we've got uh, Spider Man Far From Home, which will be the last one in the Infinity Saga officially. Yeah, it'll be the last one for the year too. Um, which I'm psyched about. Like, I've really gotten into Spider-Man between the game and Into the Spider-Verse and Homecoming. Like, they've done a really good job fleshing out Spider-Man and making him somebody I enjoy. I'm glad they've moved away from... They've done, you know, man, I don't want to say that Tobey Maguire crap was, was not the best. It was good. Doc Ock, the second one was great. I must say, the first two movies were good. <laughs> yeah. But I like that they have him younger. Because you know? that's, you know, when you're introduced to Spider-Man in the comics, he's, like, in high school and he's having, like, all these issues. Yeah, like, that's, that's all part of it. He's, like, a kid. He, the smart alekiness isn't as off-putting. Yeah. Like, where he's just, he's a, he's a quippy kid. Um, and he needs to be kind of young. If it's, like, Tony Tony Stark is quippy, but sometimes you're just like, oh, shut up. Like, you, yeah. get, you get why Captain America and him would get in a fight. He's just like, you know what, dude? I think you're being a little smarmy here. That's Captain America. Respect your elders. Can you just take things a little bit more serious? Come on. Yeah, dude. But looking forward to Far From Home. Um, uh, yeah. Looking forward to the Spider-Man Noir Most suit. definitely. And seeing Mysterio on the screen is going to be interesting, too. Right? Yeah. Like, who would have thought, hey, Mysterio is going to be in this one? Hey. No, buckle up. <laughs> they did him right. Ooh, yeah. But that's psyched about that um hmm so yeah <laughs> yeah um i enjoyed the hell of it and i was glad to fucking see all those movies i guess shit oh yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else that i was like ah I have to ask, I have to talk to James about this particular point of in-game. Um, mm. I mean, there was the the whole like little moment where you know uh, Captain Marvel needed to like charge through the the battlefield, and like all the female characters are like, "She's got help." Yeah, very... it was very girl powery. Yeah, Shane girl... was next to me watching that. And she was like, "Yes, yes." Yeah, Carol made a similar noise. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to go, I, man, Kevin Marvel's got this. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm like, she doesn't really need, like, she's Pepper Potts. Like, she, she's she got this, man. Yeah. Maybe Valkyrie. Like, why, why wouldn't she just, like, go, like, almost straight up and just come straight down where the fucking van was? Yeah. It's like, just know. hop over, everybody. I'm going to use my super hand lasers and just, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, come on, help me out. Uh, Ah, got my got my uh, Kate Gosling hairdo going on, <laughs> which I dig. I got I dig I dig that uh, the short hair on chicks. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, let me see. Augusta sweetheart, save some vulpa later. I liked I liked the Ronin shit. I liked the Hawkeye just murdering motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, because I get it. That's the appropriate response. Yeah, 
to my family, fuck you, I kill everybody. Like, I never miss. I'll kill you, I'll kill your family, I'll burn your house down, I'll go there one night, I'll piss on your ashes. Yeah. How I work. Um, I did see that movie after getting a haircut, wherein I told the chick cutting my hair, she's like, Nick, what do you want this time? I was like, yeah, do whatever. She's like, do you like the length? Because it was kind of long. Like, ah, seriously, I don't, I don't care. I have nothing going on. I'm not in a show or anything. I'm not auditioning for anything. Just, just whatever. And she totally gave me um, the Ronin, <laughs> which is a nice summer too. It's, um, it takes a little more maintenance if you want to get make it look like his did though. Yeah, well, you know, I go simple. <clears throat> You're not floofy. I've got like uh, Forrest Whitaker's uh, haircut in Black Panther. Or Luke Cage's haircut. Yeah, the Luke, yeah, it's the Luke Cage. It's the Luke Cage. Yeah. Mm. So last week, I... God damn, was it last week? It was last week. I, I got this pain in the left side of my head. I thought it felt like a toothache, right? Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was on the top left of my face, and I was like, "That's a, I think I've got something going on, like, in like requiring of a root canal." Yeesh. So I go to the dentist Monday, and he's like, "Yeah, man, like he he takes X-rays and looks at. It. He's like, yeah, you don't have anything going on." I said, "What? No, man, this hurts." And he's like, "Yeah, look, here's your X-rays. There's nothing there. Um, so your next step would be go see an ENT." And I was like, all right, well, I've never been specifically to an ear, nose, and throat man, but let's let's try it. Why not? So I did that. That was Monday. I go see the ENT Wednesday. And he's like, eh. Like he comes into the room. He's got like all the little micro, the little lenses, the, the hat that has the flashlight and the little flip down lenses so he can look at you closer and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he like looks at me and he's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, okay. I do. You, you got nothing, man. You're fine. I said, I'm not, but ow. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just give you uh, a general, uh, what is it? Anti-inflammatory. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you just take that, and if you're good in two weeks, which I think you will be, then we'll just cancel the next appointment, which I did because there's nothing going on there. He thinks it's something in my eustachian tubes, like I pulled something. I don't know. Aren't those the things that women used to have babies? Who's no, those are Flo- fallopian tubes. Fallopian tubes. tubes. Okay, yeah. station is different. It's not, okay, it's yeah, not, your, right. not in your head. Okay. I mean, Athena was born out of Zeus's head. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm pregnant. Yeah. Maybe you're going to have a thought baby. That's going to suck. Yeah. Especially when you, your head cracks open and she pops out fully formed. Right? Yeah. Pain in the dick. Well, literally not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it might go down to your neck, but you know. Oh, that happened. <laughs> um, did you do your honeymoon? No, we're doing so. Like you know how Jane like goes out of town all the time. Um, yeah. Like she's gonna, she's got some things that are coming up that may be in different like European places. So, um, we may like tag on to that and like you know, either fly out early and enjoy some. Honeymoon time there, and then uh, she does her meeting. 
but uh, we haven't decided like if it's going to be like Thailand or like uh, Italy or someplace yet. So that's two We're, different vacations. It is. It's two very different vacations. Like one of them involves a three-way with lady boys. Um, yeah, no. And the other one is Thailand. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thailand's known for uh, Italy's nice. Um, the food is fantastic everywhere. Don't trust the guys that are standing out in front of the restaurant going, it's not uh, touristy. This is good. authentic. No, don't. Just go into a place where there's no one standing outside. Okay. Um, literally anywhere. It's like when people go to New Orleans and like, what do I eat? Just go somewhere. Just go somewhere. Just don't, don't go eat in a place that says, authentic New Orleans. Just go into a, go around where you see people that aren't wearing beads and you see them going in to eat, you go there. Oh, I literally, I was actually walking through the French Quarter today. Um, and somebody, a guy actually asked me, like, hey, nice shoes. I could tell you where you got them. And if you say, I did, Motherfucker, huh? I live here. <laughs> I was like, I got them on my feet. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow. I was just, I was just like, that's never actually happened in real life to me. Like, I've heard people like, you know, that happened to people, but. Well, so like, as a, as a uh, white male, it happens every time I go to New Orleans. <laughs> Apparently, I was looking particularly non-New Orleans today because somebody else, you know, I told somebody else from Baton Rouge, and they were just like, "No, you from like the north or someplace." I was like, "I am. I was born in Baton Rouge at the Old Lady Lake Hospital. Graduated from Baton Rouge High. Parents live in Baton Rouge. Cousins live in Baton Rouge. I'm from Baton Rouge. <clears throat> I got a birth certificate that says I was born in Baton Rouge, so you can suck it." <laughs> you can suck on my birth certificate. You can suck on my birth certificate. Delicious. <laughs> Tastes like gravy. Mm, gravy. I spilled some on it a while back. Got all gravelicious. Um, yeah. Have you ever read Frankenstein? Yeah. Okay. In high school. Oh, fine. No further questions. Why? I read it again. It's like the fourth time I read it, but I read it again. I was like, yeah. I read. So when Short Circuit 2 came out, okay. there's, there's a scene where Johnny Five is in, he goes into a bookstore in New York, and he's just like tearing through it. Like they call the cops because you know how he reads. Johnny Five, he just takes a book and just thumbs to the pages and just in, yeah, input. He's always looking for input. And he just reads books crazy fast. So bookstore, forget it. He's like tearing through. And the guy, I think it was, um, what was his name? He's the guy that played Lenny in uh, Michael, Michael McKean. McKean. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a hustler who's trying to use him for his own purposes to hawk uh, goods on the street. Uh, he comes to get him and he's like, oh, hey, buddy, how's it going? Look, uh, I've read all these books, but I'm saving these two. I'm going to take my time. And the two books he saves are Pinocchio and Frankenstein. So was, was, sorry, you you buzzed out for a second. You're, he said he you read all these books, but oh, he said I read all these books um, except for these two. I'm going to take my time with these, and the two books that he saved were Pinocchio and Frankenstein. Oh, fitting. Yeah, when he reads those very slowly, like he gets arrested and then they chain him up in the evidence locker, like his property, and he's like reading them slowly, like one page at a time. And so I read Pinocchio by that point. 
I read that book dozens of times. It's one of my favorite books. The original. Um, it's just full of fucked up stuff. Oh yeah, you told me that was the one with the uh, the snail that like took forever to get down to the knocking door or whatever. Yeah, they just he gets fucked with over and over again. The blue fairy is an asshole. Yeah. Um, and like he kills the cricket. Like he, he doesn't. He's not Jiminy Cricket. He didn't have a name. He's just the cricket. And like first thing he said, he's like, "Hey, Pinocchio." Pinocchio's like, "Fuck you!" And he kills him with a hammer. And <laughs> like that. That's you go, like, what the hell? A talking cricket. And well, the cricket like. He appears as like a spirit, like fucks with him, but like, um, yeah, Pinocchio kills him instantly. Um, so I had already read that, but then I, I read Frankenstein because, like, obviously, and it's not like the movie. No, not at all. Um, Depending on which movie you're talking about, it's more like the Kenneth Branagh movie. Yeah. The one that's known as Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, so. Yeah, it's all right. Like, <laughs> be like, ah, this is one of the great. This is the first work of like gothic horror. Okay, I mean, it's the invention of science fiction. Okay, I get. I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> Jules Verne did it way better. Yeah, I, I don't like know that I've ever heard it described as the invention of science fiction. Although I guess it, it technically is. It I mean, technically, technically fiction. I don't know if it's the invention because, like, you know. Like, I don't know if you ever read the Book of Isaiah, but like, they've got some sci-fi shit going on in there. Yeah, but what I always found interesting is in um, the movie that came out in the 1930s with you know Boris Karloff, directed by James Whale and all that. Um, like the, it's like the the archetype of like all these other like versions of it that came out and all these other, you know, parrot, not parodies, but like homages to it. And, you know, Frankenstein, he's in a lab, he's like doing this thing and there's like lightning and he's got a, an assistant and like in every other incarnation of it, there's like, you know, the assistant's name is Igor. It's like, come on, Igor, we need to, you know, do this thing, you know, flip that switch, you know, give me a brain. Um, but in the movie, in the 1930s, the, the assistant's name is like Fritz. <laughs> and I don't know like where Igor came from at all. It's a very um, good point. James. Yeah, and I mean, not to mention the fact that he, that character doesn't even exist at all in the movie, and uh, not in the movie in the book in the original book. Like Frankenstein, like I got this. About, he, yeah, he talks about like you know like this is a process I went through, but he never mentions having an assistant to help him. There's no assistant present. There's no like assistant reference. There's no assistant. Period. I don't need help. I got I, this. I got, but that's kind of Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's personality in the book too. Yeah, he's just like I got this. I got this. I'm tell I'm me what go. I can and can't do. I'm, I'm gonna go out and take out this guy. Why on earth? Okay, if you look up the book Frankenstein, this is a characters Frankenstein's monster. Okay, you know, Frank, Victor Frankenstein. Okay, Captain Walton. He's the guy that frames the whole thing. He finds Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Frankenstein tells him his story. And that's like the base, the basis of the book. Mm -hmm. Doctor Henry Clavell, right? That's his friend. Elizabeth Lavenza, that's his, you know, the woman he like loves and everything. And then Dracula. Why is this? Why is why does Google tell me that Dracula is a character in Frankenstein? Maybe it's in the abridged version. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the book are Dracula. You sure not, are you not reading the IMDb for? 
Frankenstein meets Dracula meets uh, Robert and Costello. <laughs> Costello, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what's going on. I keep Dracula. reading down. Is it Abbott and Costello in it? <laughs> Lou Costello uh, no. as himself. <laughs> I tell you what, that marriage yeah. well, like, really didn't frame the times. Yeah, well, Dracula didn't come out till like decades later, so I don't even know what's going on here. Dracula. Ah, oh, I realize Van Helsing's first name was Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really look like a Gabriel. <laughs> it's a bit too on the nose. Exactly. Oh, 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 oh. yes. All right. So but apparently, anyway, I, I really like that book. What? Yeah. Well, it's good to have favorites, James. It's okay yeah. to like the classics. They're timeless. Yeah. Well, as Mark Twain says, they're books that everybody talks about, but nobody reads. <laughs> they read my shit. <laughs> Goddamn jumping frogs. This is good. I'll write you a sci-fi story. This guy goes back in time. Bam. I'm Boom. genius. He's, he's a Yankee. He's in uh, England, old England. Where uh, King Arthur King makes, Arthur. makes a train. There you go. How's that? You like that? <laughs> um, so I don't watch the show Arthur. It was not in my time. The cartoon about the aardvark who doesn't look like an aardvark at all. Yeah, I thought you said Archer for a second. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you now. Arthur, yeah. gotcha. Arthur. Um, his teacher, Mr. Ratburn, who's a rat, got married this week oh. on the show. Oh, yeah? To another rat or to a human being? To a, to a, an aardvark, I believe. Oh, well, you know, equal rights, something. But the aardvark is a man. Oh. So, Arthur, this is a kid's show, like, very widely watched. They're just like, yeah, this is my teacher, Mr. Ratburn, and this is his husband. And they all go to their wedding. Like, there's a whole wedding. The two of them get married and everything. And, like, they have their first dance and all that. Oh, that's and, progressive. And BBS is just like, yeah, man. That's, shit happens. But that's how you do it. Like, the kids, none of the kids that are watching are just like, oh, weird. They're just like, yeah, Mr. Ratburn married a, married his husband. They're married now. And you don't make a thing about it. You just go, yeah. That's the thing. There's, I, was yeah, reading, sure. I was reading an article. Yeah. Well, I was reading an article where... It's more of a post. But basically, his gay dude was at a casino for a conference, and he and his boyfriend, well, it wasn't a boyfriend, it was him and another gay man, were playing the slots. And this guy kind of came up to him, and he's like, I kind of felt it coming. You know, you know, you see a guy like kind of looking at you and like kind of scoping, and you know, something's about to happen. And this guy comes up to him and he goes, Hey, um, are y'all gay? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, we are. He goes, I mean, y'all together? He goes, no, this, this is my friend, but we're, yes, we both happen to be homosexual. And the guy goes, you can I ask you something? And the guy takes a breath. He's like, okay, yeah, what you got? And so this guy's from Arkansas, and he's in town for a conference, and his son is like 11, and he's like, my son is gay, and he hasn't come out yet, but he's gay. I'm aware of this. Um, what are some things that you wish your dad had done for you when you were that age? Oh, 
And he was like, I don't want, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my son. I love him. This doesn't change anything, but I want his life to, you know, he's going to, he's going to have problems. This is not going to be the easiest life. It's easier now than it used to be. But what are some things I can do to show support without like going, you know, without taking the thunder from him and going, you're gay and that's fine, son. Like what can, <laughs> and one of the things that the guy said was like, um, normalize it. Like where it's, it's not a big deal when you see two guys holding hands. It's not a big deal when, you know, you see two women dancing together, like, you know, where it's, Oh, look, look at it. Look at it. You know, no, yeah. it's no different than when your mom and I are together. You know, that's, it's just part of it. And, and, and there's another one I read where a guy was talking about, um, talking to middle schoolers about it, where he, he came to school. He's wearing a shirt that had a rainbow on it. And somebody was like, uh, Hey, aren't you afraid somebody's going to think you're gay? And he's like, I mean, why, why would I? Like I just like this shirt. I think it's cool. If they think I'm gay, then I mean they're just they're not correct. No different than them thinking I'm Chinese. I, I'm not. So it's not inherently negative for someone to assume that of you. But the whole Arthur thing, I was just like, ah, yeah. I mean that's that's a major like video games have been doing it for years. Just something I think a lot of people, when they're writing about it, don't understand is like it's. There have been gay characters that aren't explicitly gay for years in video. Like Mass Effect was one that did it huge. Yeah. Where there would be conversations happening in the background where it was like, if you listen in, you're like, oh, that's a gay couple. But it wasn't like, like there's, there was a thing in the last Mass Effect where this woman is trying to get her daughter and her wife moved from one of the planets that's being attacked by aliens somewhere else. And as if you pop by this office over and over again at the space station, you hear the conversation continuing and it starts putting it together, but it's not something that they, it's not a big storyline. It's nothing that you help with. It's just part of life and what's going on with all these refugees. Yeah. Um, and I think I, yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I saw that and I was just like, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't, PBS didn't do a big thing where they're like, we're going to have a gay wedding. They were just like, no, this just happens. And here, because like Marvel's been making a big, a big thing about uh, they're going to have a, a gay superhero soon. But they've been like really like um, pushing it, being like, hey, we're going to have a gay character soon. So buckle up. Like, wouldn't the better way to do that to just be like, just have them. Just, yeah, have them just, be there. just have it be there. It's not. Like they did the in um, in Endgame, they had the support group, and they had the one guy talking about how his you his know, date was yeah yeah, and how he like he'd lost his husband, and they had both kind of like, but it was, um, but it wasn't you know it wasn't a big thing yeah, but they made it a big thing. They were like, oh look, there's a gay character in in here, which they didn't have to do. They could have just it would have been fine. We we got it. I I don't. I think society as a whole is more advanced than uh, than the media is allowing. Yeah, I don't I think so too. it doesn't seem like that sometimes. Yeah, but if they didn't make a big stink about it, then they couldn't get credit for doing it. Like that's that's how it feels to me. Yeah, where it's it's like if you look at all the stuff that Keanu Reeves does um, for charity and things like that, 
you really have to dig. Like he yeah, just does he doesn't, he doesn't toot, toot, toot his own horn. Yeah, I think that's the way. He, I think that's that's how inclusion happens. Yeah, you got to Keanu Reeves that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is very exciting. Anyway, I'm looking forward to things being better <laughs> in general, but also, you know, reflecting on like how good things are and how bad they could be. But you know, things could also be be better, much better. So, well, I feel like you know we've kind of been living in in the dystopia that we watched growing up. Like, ah, the future is going to be great, and we're there. But there's way more positive stuff happening that you never, it doesn't get really get covered in Blade Runner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, sure, it's a, it's a kind of a dystopian future, but we're, at the same time, there's, the worse it seems, the more you can turn your head and see everybody fighting to, like, make things better. Yeah. But they and don't think, always make the headlines. No, they don't. I think there was a complacency that came around during the eight years of Obama. People were like, we got it. It's all good. We can take a breather. Yeah. And things seemed better than they were because everyone had this general well-being. But you have to... These, these periods of strife, these periods where you have to fight and you have to re-examine things, that's when progress happens. That's when you set up the you know, you set up the battlements and you prepare. It's like it's like the guy that wrote Conan, uh, the Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. His philosophy was that... Howard. Yeah. The barbarians are important because when a society becomes too advanced, when it becomes too... Um, complacent. Complacent. It becomes weak and they don't fight for what they have anymore. You know, they don't see the need to protect it and defend it. They become... They become easily conquered. And so the barbarian has that purpose of, of coming and bending them to the will, and it forces society to become strong again. Yeah. Keeps not, that I, not that I want to be fighting all the time, but every yeah. now and then you need, to be, you need to remember that, like, hey, this isn't a given. Nothing is a given. You have got to be vigilant. You have got to pay attention. Because when you're not paying attention, that's when, that's when the awful people come out. There's, they're yeah. always there. There's always people working to, like, make shit happen. Yeah, and when shit is going good for you, that means it's not going the way they want, and they will work even harder. Oh. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is that I think people in, in general want things to be good. Well, everybody wants things to be good. It's just some people have a different idea of what good is. Well, And for some people, good for them means exclusive. I mean, it means not good for you. But, and I think those people, the people that good for them is not good for others, are a minority, but they're very loud. They're the ones that, that always get up in front. Like, I can honestly say I didn't know anybody in the clan, but I've seen a number of people in the clan yelling, you know? Yeah. And, like, those are the people that you see on the news. Those are the people that you see, like, when, when there's something the clan has no business being at um they show up you know they're like ah we can make a stink here look awful but you know and for the most part people are like oh these fucking assholes but it's not everybody however they get all the press 
Squeaky wheel. Hmm. That's why we should just go to hoverboards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So in-game was good. Uh, in -game James, was got, good. James got married. I did. Spider-Man. Godzilla. And Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, Godzilla looks really good. It looks giant monsters fighting. I'm in. Um, I forgot what a terror Rodan was. I mean, he's going to be all the more terror with you know the the way this movie's made. Yeah. But yeah. Well, um, on that note, that, <laughs> uh, I'm Nick Moore. I am James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore. Uh, and you have been dorked. You have slow and easy and positively been dorked right up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see it coming. You didn't. You listen, listen to my honey words. <laughs> and you caught one in your tailpipe. You got doked. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Later, James. Later, Nick. <laughs> <laughs>